Welcome to Women in Chemicals, Woman of the Week. I'm Amelia. And I'm Kylie. And we're joined this morning by Christy Farr, Regional Sales Manager at Young Buns Lauer. Hi, everyone. Today's episode is in collaboration with our newest corporate sponsor, Young Buns Lauer. Young Buns Lauer is a world-leading producer of biodegradable ingredients of natural origin. They help their customers manufacture healthier, safer, tastier, and more sustainable products. With continuous investments, state-of-the-art manufacturing processes, and comprehensive quality management, they're able to assure outstanding product quality. Sustainability is, and always has been, a keystone of Young Bunzlauer's strategy and value proposition. Consistent with their vision, From Nature to Ingredients, they're dedicated to providing products and services with an emphasis on high quality, reliability, and environmental awareness. Women in Chemicals is proud to bring Young, Young Bunzlauer on as a corporate partner, and we want to give a thank you to the entire Young Bunzlauer team for supporting our mission, and Christy for being our first WIC member from Young Bunzlauer. Great. Thanks for that, Amelia. And Christy, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Um, it's a pleasure, and I'm really excited for our community to not only meet you, but continue to work um, with JBL moving forward here as a corporate sponsor of ours. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, to kick things off, uh, we always like to ask uh, for you to give us a quick introduction of yourself, um, help us to understand maybe your educational background um, and your career journey so far. Great. Uh, well, thank you. And thank you for having me on. And um, I'm excited to be doing this interview with you both. And um, I just first also want to thank you for starting this organization. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like an intuitive thing. Like, how did we, how was there not such a networking group before this? And um, I'm so happy that, that you started it and, um, you know, that we have an outlet now to, you know, converse. So, so thank you for that. And um, so, my name is Christy Farr. I'm a regional sales manager with Young Bunslauer. Um, I've been in my current role for almost 10 years now, and um, I have a uh, Bachelor of Science in Chemistry uh, with a business minor. And um, you know, my my pathway to Young Bunslauer is um, interesting to say the least. So you know, I've kind of stumbled into this industry, and you know, having Having spoken to uh, you know other other women in in the chemical industry, it's um, kind of similar. And you know when I was in college, uh, you know most of my peers went on or or were going to do some sort of um, R and D role or or are going on to graduate school. And I always knew I wanted to be in sales. Um, I wanted to be a pharmaceutical sales manager and. Um, basically, because that's the only thing I was exposed to or knew about in terms of in terms of sales and having a technical background. And so when I graduated um, college in 2008, uh, there was a recession and uh, there were no jobs. And I remember going to a, a career fair focused on pharma sales. And um, it was kind of disheartening because there were so many people in the field that had lost their jobs recently, had 20 plus years of experience. And I was like, well, I better go a different route because no one's gonna hire me. So um, I ended up, my internship for my business minor was at a radio station doing advertising sales. And um, I ended up you know, having a connection through that. And 
I worked for almost two years doing advertising sales um, for radio, which was very humbling to say the least. And <laughs> um, kind of showed me the ropes though. I mean, sales is sales when it comes down to it. You cold call, you have customer interactions, um, you know, you meet new people, you have to write call reports, all, you know, all the basic things that you learn, um, you know, in a sales function, I, I learned uh, the basics from that job, which was important. And, um, you know, from there, I, I went on to do sales at a uh, smaller chemical distributor for two years. And um, I stumbled, totally stumbled into that. I was back when, I don't even know if it's still around, monster.com was a job, you know, seeking outlet. Um, I, I saw this job posting there and I didn't even know that, you know, the chemical industry existed. Mm -hmm. And um, so the I went into distribution sales and um, I did well there. And a recruiter had called me about um, this company on Bunslauer. So um, I decided to give it a shot. And, you know, they, Jung Bunslauer, uh, you know, in the intro, you mentioned um, our about and, you know, our, we make food ingredients. So a lot of, you know, what Jung Bunslauer did and, and still does is, is focus on food applications and, um, and how we can sell our ingredients there. Uh, we also had a presence in non-food, what we call um, what I do. And so they created my position and two other positions in the U.S. to take care of what we call non-food sales. So that is everything under the umbrella of um, that doesn't go into your mouth, basically. So um, I work with um, cleaners. I work with paint coatings. Uh, personal care, chemicals, um, basically every, every type of industrial sale. Um, so in addition to that, so, so my territory is, is the Northeast and um, I'm based out of Pennsylvania. Um, in addition to my role for the, the non-food side of our business, um, I'm also, I've been recently promoted to um, the North American Farm pharma manager for, for Jungbunslauer. So um, we have certain products that have uh, DMF files and are considered APIs. So um, I, I will be handling that moving forward in November, in addition to my non-food responsibilities. Um, also, in addition, this is, this is kind of a, I wouldn't say it's uh, a sales role, but so I'm the, the champion for our um, what we call JBL spirit. And that's basically a, uh, a survey that Jung Bunslauer does every two years, an employee survey. And, uh, we, I, I champion the results for North America and Latin America, um, and, and work with our managers on how to improve, you know, different functions and employee programs that we have at Jung Bunslauer. So that's me. That is quite the palette of roles and responsibilities. And I made a note here. So I, I take notes during these um, to, to help me not only, you know, grasp the conversation, but to help our community engage for these summaries after. And, and my note, um, it, it appears as though this promotion, congratulations, um, is helping maybe take your original goal of pharma sales kind of full circle a little bit, right? It is interesting. Yeah. Um... It's not something I, you know, considered 
when I first started with Young Flower, but yeah, it, it is interesting how it kind of does come full circle. Um, but I am happy to be on this end of it and not, you know, working for a, a pharmaceutical company because, you know, mm -hmm. this is just, um, you know, the chemical industry is super interesting. So absolutely. It's quite the um, kind of diverse set of experiences. And I was smirking a little bit when you said you kind of stumbled into the industry uh, because a lot of our most recent um, Women of the Week interviews have kind of had similar stories. And I think that that says something a little bit about how some folks might perceive the industry or might not even be aware of it. And I think that that motivates at least me and, and I would hope all of us uh, in, you know, our women in chemicals community to make sure that we're being vocal about the opportunities in the industry. And maybe we're not doing enough yet to make sure that people know that it exists and there's a lot going on. Yeah. Christy, I thought your story was funny because I feel the same way. Also chemistry major with a business minor. And I also feel like I stumbled into the industry and like as two saleswomen in the chemical industry, like what would be a better background than a chemical degree with a business minor? But like chemical sales was never even something on my radar. So it's just very interesting. How can we recruit more women like us? I, you know, I'm very adamant about this and I, I feel like it needs to start from the ground up. So I don't, I'm not sure, you know, the networking, you know, group that we have is great. Um, but I think it needs to come from, you know, the, the colleges, the, um, I don't want to say high school, cause that might be a little bit too, you know, too far down the chain, but, um, you know, definitely colleges. I remember, you know, some of my college professors kind of just like balking at the idea of me wanting to go into a sales role wow. with having a chemistry degree. And I, I feel like, you know, in academia, that's all they know. You know, most of them have not been in the industry and understand that, you know, the different pathways that, you know, one can find. And, you know, I laugh a little bit sometimes too, because I'm friends with, or I'm connected to some of my um, peers that I graduated with on LinkedIn. And a lot of them are in technical sales roles now, but they mm -hmm. started as, you know, laboratory technicians or, or what have you. So I think, you know, you know, going back to your alumni group, um, you know, it is, is super important and, you know, kind of recruiting people that way. Um, and, and maybe just, you know, having them or you know, even just talking with the professors and having them understand that, hey, listen, there's a, there's a big industry out there. And, um, you know, a lot of people are retiring too. A lot of the, in the Northeast, we like to say the good old boys network um, of chemical distribution and just, you know, chemical industry in general, they're going to be retiring soon. So there's going to be a lot of shoes to fill and, you know, having more having more people come into the industry is super important. Yeah. I made a note here um, about how important it is that we need to engage early on. And I am excited that you have that sentiment because I think Amelia and I, as we plan, you know, our strategy around this community, we are eager to engage our, our members in our community to make sure that we are leveraging, you know, like you said, their alumni networks, our alumni networks um, and engaging in universities and colleges. Um, and I think it's something I haven't thought about, but I'm having like a light bulb moment a little bit about how 
you know, do our professors uh, in our universities, do they know or are they aware of today's career paths for what they're, you know, they're teaching? Um, and certainly, I think engaging with, you know, young professionals or professionals um, in the chemicals industry and having them come speak is definitely a learning opportunity that we should take advantage of. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on to the next question, Chrissy. You have been in the industry for, you know, a, a couple of years at, at this point, you know, you have these diverse experiences and backgrounds. What has your experience been over time as a woman in the industry? Um, have you worked in or are you, you know, feeling as though today you're working in a male dominated environment? Um, and how has the industry in your eyes changed with your 10 plus years in the industry? Sure. Uh, so, you know, for me, and I mentioned this before, but um, I love this industry and it's been super rewarding to, um, to be here. And I've, I'm, what's, what's interesting is I'm always fascinated by, you know, when I meet a new customer or I um, would go, I hadn't been traveling for two years, like all of us. <laughs> um, but when you would go to a customer's, you know, manufacturing facilities and you learn something new, um, that, that has always been super fascinating, um, you know, whatever industry it is. Uh, you know, in terms of the landscape, the, the chemical industry, um, you know, has, has definitely historically been very male dominated. And, you know, I do believe that that's changing. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, um, you know, women in sales roles and supply chain in, in R and D roles, um, and even in manufacturing as engineers and, and what have you. So, um, that's super encouraging, you know, seeing, seeing more women, um, on, on the side of what we do. Um, some industries, because I do see a vast, I do work with a vast amount of in industries, um, that are a little bit more male dominated, in my opinion, um, tend to be the, the paint and coatings, um, industry and also plastics. So, um, those, those tend to be a little bit more, uh, male dominated still, but, um, you know, like I said before, you know, I do see some, uh, more women entering that field as well. Um, you know, some advice that I can give, you know, just being a woman and um, I've never felt any, any type of animosity from men that I've worked with or, you know, whether it be colleagues or um, on the other side of a desk, you know, at, you know who I'm meeting with. Um, I, I think that you need to, as a woman, exude confidence and um, know that, you know, what you say matters. And, you know, I just know that, you know, you belong there, you know, mm -hmm. I feel sometimes as women, we're kind of, uh, we tend to think that we should take a backseat or, but no, like you're, you belong here. And, um, you know, showing that just type of confidence in a meeting, everyone will understand that and know that too. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the same time, you don't have to be the loudest voice in the room what you're saying matters, but, um, it's also important to take a safe step back and listen and, you know, learn some things too. in, in some of these fields that, um, can be male dominated as well. So. You make a lot of good points. And I think we've talked about this a little bit with some other folks, uh, that we've interviewed, but there is this balance that I think comes with experience in, you know, exuding the confidence that you're talking about, but not, you know, being, like you said, the loudest voice in the room. So there's this, this balance that comes with experience, I think for sure, but it also 
it's so inspirational for me to know that, you know, there are women that are successful in, you know, knowing their stuff, coming prepared, doing the hard work and being confident in the work that they've done. Um, and I will be the first to admit my, you know, sometimes my confidence does, it is, it is less than it should be when I'm entering environments and, or I walk into meetings and it's exactly like you said, it's, it's men in the industry that have been in the industry for 30 years that are, you know, nearing retirement. Um, and I, I have to have a seat at that table. Um, but I think that, you know, it's been a learning experience that, you know, I need to do the preparation. I need to be confident in the work that I'm doing and the value that I'm bringing. And I need to have a voice there because I want to make sure that other women know that they can too. Um, so I, re I really appreciate that commentary. Amelia, do you have any comments? I mean, I love meeting other saleswomen in the industry just because there are not a ton of us, but just since we've started this interview, Christy, it's brought up a comment that Brittany last week made on our interview. And it's that, you know, though there might not be a ton of women, the women are very engaged. And I can just tell by all the roles you've taken on in Young Bunslauer and how you speak about how you prepare for meetings or customer interactions, that you need to be confident in yourself, but also be willing to listen, that you're just like very engaged in your role. So I'm very inspired by you. And, and I think that this episode will really resonate with our community. So I'm excited for them to hear it as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Christy. And, and great points, Amelia. I totally reiterate where your commentary is coming from. So um, Christy, we've talked a little bit about how you are the champion for, it sounds like the employee kind of feedback survey for uh, North America and Latin America. Um, we, we have a question here that is geared towards some of, you know, understanding some of the programs that JBL might have to support women. Um, so I know we've touched on more, um, you know, employee culture-based feedback. So including the, the whole gamut of diversity and, and the employee base that JBL has, but, um, does JBL have programs that are built to support women or, um, working towards that, whatever it might be. And then do you feel as though, our industry and our organizations are doing enough to recruit and support female um, leaders and employees. So uh, I took some time to, to think about this one and it, on the second half of your question. Uh, the, the, the first part, uh, you know, Jumbanslauer, we have the spirit survey, um, which I'll, I'll explain a little bit, uh, but it, it, we don't have anything specifically geared towards women. Um, the, the spirit survey is, is comprehensive um, in that, it, you know, it, it goes on, you know, feedback from a, man, a management type of how, how you're being managed. Um, and, and if you're satisfied with that, you know, if you're recognized enough, if you're happy, if you, you know, believe the company has a path for has a good path forward, is on the right track, type, those types of things. Um, we are generally a pretty lean organization. So um, our employee count at Jumbanslara, we have uh, currently four manufacturing facilities and the bulk of the, the uh, employees come from those manufacturing facilities. On the organizational end, uh, we, are, we are quite lean. So on the sales, uh, the sales side, we have our vice president of sales who, who sits in um, Switzerland. And then um, every region has a sales director and then there's me, like the, the regional sales manager. So there's not like a big line of 
succession or, or ways to move up within the organization. Um, I, I will say that our company has, since 2012, when I started um, our company, as we've grown, um, they have created new positions, which uh, you know may not be vertical movements, but they're kind of diagonal in a way. So like this pharma position that I've taken on, um, you know, you have more responsibility and it's, it's kind of a lateral movement because I'm still what I'm doing, what I'm doing or have been doing, but it's encouraging to see that, uh, you know, the company is, is growing in ways that, you know, you can be more fulfilled uh, with what you're doing. In regard to women, I mean, I, I see, we have a lot of women that work with Young Bunslauer. I, I don't feel that, I'm going to say JBL because a lot of, instead of saying Young Bunslauer constantly, uh, so, so JBL, uh, I, I don't feel that there's any type of favoritism when it comes to men, even though, you know, it's a male dominated industry. Um, you know, we have a lot of women that work with our company and um, it's, it's kind of split, I'd say down, down the middle of men and women. So, you know, having specific programs, I mean, sure, that, that could probably happen down the road, um, but right now we currently don't have anything specific. Um, you know, in, in regard to what we could do more, um, you know, just as an industry, I've kind of spoke on it before in terms of, you know, going back to colleges and, and starting from the ground up, you know, having the awareness that there are different types of these types of industries out there and there are different pathways, uh, for, for women and for people, for, you know, people in general, you know, to get into the chemical industry. Um, that is, that, that I think is the main thing that I'd like to work on and I'd like to see others do as well um, for getting more people having the awareness. I think that's great. And I think Amelia and I are both excited to maybe uh, pick your brain a little bit and in further detail about how to best engage, you know, like you said, at the university or college level um, and, and create that awareness that we talk about. So I, I look forward to maybe a follow-up conversation. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we talk a lot about the environment that we're, we're working in right now. So I, you can see I'm, I'm still in my living room today uh, as a result of COVID. And um, I, I work in supply chain and our supply chains right now are tremendously volatile. Um, and so I guess looking to you for any advice that you have for our community on how we can support each other during a, you know these volatile, difficult times. Um, while also trying to contribute our, our, you know, best foot forward and value add to our organizations. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable now, you know, dealing with COVID and then dealing with compounding that with, with what we're seeing in the chemical industry is unbelievable. Um, you know, all I could say, you know, as a comment to that is that I think everyone's just trying to do their best. I mean, so many people are, you know, just trying to put out so many fires and trying to help their customers at the same time, you know, helping themselves and their company. Um, so I think everyone is just really trying to do their best, um, you know, with the way things are right now. Um, you know, what has worked for me and what I, I, I believe that my customers value and my company as well is that um, it's always been my tact to be completely honest um, with whomever I'm working with, whether it be internally or externally, about current market uh, situations and, and what we could do um, to help them, whether, you know, 
whether it's good or bad. I mean, I think being upfront and, and honest with, with whomever you're working with and setting the expectations to, you know, a realistic, you know, where, where things are right now is the best thing that you could do. Um, you know, with the shortages we're seeing and um, the enormous freight costs and container delays, um, it's, it's really more important than ever to just be um, realistic with what you're saying to your customers. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the end, the integrity that you have is, you know, that will stay with you, with your career, with your career. And, um, you know, and others will see that as well. I think that's a really good point. And I think so sitting on a different side. So I'm a customer and a lot of times, or I represent 3M being a customer for a lot of our supplier partners. And there are situations that, you know, we've worked to build up these relationships with our supplier partners. And right now those relationships are so strained based on what's going on in the, you know, the external environment. Um, And so those situations where, you know, we value the relationship and we handle those, you know, out of our control um, realities of the marketplace with integrity, like you said, the stronger we can move forward um, versus a situation where, you know, they're, there are vendors throwing price increases at us, you know, last minute or not managing through those uh, or managing expectations realistically, like you said, that can really put a strain on those relationships. So I definitely, you know, I've seen that firsthand and see that every day. I think that's a super good point because the, the integrity that you carry and the, the relationships that you build can take you a long way um, into the future and, and well beyond kind of these market conditions we're working against right now. Amelia, any, any thoughts? I love that commentary. I mean, prior to COVID, I hated giving customers bad news because I felt it was a reflection of me or my failure, even though so many of these things, like you mentioned, are beyond our control, Christy. So I don't know if I was always as expedient in having these hard conversations because I was always just trying to finagle a solution in the background. And these past couple months, it has really come down to like honesty, integrity, and getting the news to them as quickly as you can so that everybody can start making other arrangements or doing what they need to do to keep their supply chains running. So I think that's amazing advice and something that we all need to hear right now is that, you know, you can deliver the honest news and and from that, try to figure out how you can help them. Um, Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being transparent and I've never been one to um, BS customers. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a a short talk type of, or, you know, having just, you know, there, there, there's definitely some to that relationship building, but I've never been one to, to uh, BS customers and, Mm -hmm. you know, saying that, but I think that that's, you know, even more important now than it ever has been. And what you, I mean, I've been in that situation too, where you don't respond to an email quickly because you're trying to think of a way to deliver the news. And I think being expedient about it is super important right now. And I think that um, everyone appreciates it. I think that's great advice. Thanks for sharing that. So Christy, as you wrap up, uh, we always like to ask uh, a, a little bit of a question to help us understand more about what motivates and inspires you. So uh, if you have one, we would be interested uh, to know if you've got uh, a woman that is influential in your life that you wanted to recognize. 
Sure. Um, so on the professional side, I, uh, I don't work with her anymore, but she was my first boss uh, on in radio sales, actually. And um, she, I just learned, I learned so much from her. She, she was someone that, um, you know, I always admired and her character, just the traits that she had. Um, she's super approachable. Uh, she would, she would take time to listen to you. And, and also not only like what your, what challenges you were facing on a business side, but uh, she was very empathetic and would listen to, you know, if you had personal issues going on. I mean, she just had a sense that she, she cared about you and your well-being. Um, you know, in customer meetings, she was super impressive. She, she would always find um, a way to, she was very creative. So she, she would always find a way to have a win-win uh, for, for both the company and, um, and the customer. Um, yeah, she just was, she was a, a person that I feel like embodied grace, um, in, in what she did. And, um, you know, and she, I wouldn't say commanded respect, but any, everyone kind of in, inherently respected her. Um, so she's actually now a, a general manager of, of those stations and she's, you know, has done really well for herself, but, um, we still stay in touch, you know, once a month with Facebook and stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, she's, she's definitely someone that just popped into my head when, um, in terms of being influential for me. Yeah. It sounds like a really great, you know, motivation or someone to learn these, you know, these traits that she carries and embody those as best as you can yourself, but also, you know, build your own traits on top of those, uh, to be successful. I think that's great. So thanks for sharing that. Um, as we wrap up here, Christy, uh, we always like to open up the floor to you for any additional advice, recommendations, um, or things like podcasts that you're listening to that you want to share with the, the group or books. Um, so I kind of open it up for a catch-all of, of closing comments. <laughs> so I, I do read quite a bit, um, but it's nothing that I, so I, I tend to read fiction books. So nothing that I would, I would recommend on the professional side, you know. Um, in terms of just, you know, things I'd like to say, um, something I always, you know, kind of live by and, you know, both professionally and in my personal life, I tend to gravitate to things that are more challenging. And, um, you know, for me, the most challenging path is always the most, most rewarding. And, um, so I always seek out, you know, new challenges. And I think, you know, I have to remind myself you know, in work when I'm, when I'm giving bad news or I'm, I have a hard deadline to meet with something that we're doing that, um, if it's challenging, you know, it's, it, it's worth doing, like I said. Um, and then, you know, what can I say to other women is just to embrace yourself. And, um, like I said before, be confident in what you have to say, because, um, uh, you know, people respect that. And, um, if you believe what you're saying, others will as well. Um, so, you know, even though I, I think sometimes there's a small voice that, or a little person on our shoulder, you know, says, no one wants to hear what I have to say. Other people do. Other people want to hear what you have to say and um, just be true to who you are and, and other people will, will respect that. One I think that, please, please. <laughs> Um, one thing that I've learned in, in sales and, you know, just in life in general, and I, I feel like it, it comes with kind of maturing and um, being in a, a professional is 
a lot of the times we have bad news delivered to us or a situation where um, an email strikes us and you have, you know, just kind of like an emotional response to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been so many times I just have wanted to go on my keyboard and just type like, like one of those cats that you see the memes for um, <laughs> response. Um, take some time to, to cool down and, you know, before you respond, because um, I think it will only serve you better. And, um, you know, the best outcomes come from those where you, you know, you don't have an emotional, emotional response to, to things um, right away. So that's some advice I would give as well. I think that's amazing advice, especially in a time where we are getting a lot of bad news, you know, in, in our supply chains right now. So I'm, I'm going to take that and and use that even today here, probably. (laughs) So Christy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story with our community um, and, and sharing some advice and some feedback from your experiences. I'm really excited for our community to get to know you um, and for us to work in partnership with JBL as our corporate sponsor. So Um, It's been a pleasure and I look forward to doing this a little bit more with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.